0: Hello there, brave souls. Welcome to Trauma is Expensive with your host, Micah Bravery. Here, we don't just talk about trauma. We count the cost and we make the change. With every episode, we dive deep into the heart of trauma, its implications, and the resilient transformations it can ignite through conversations, insights, real stories, and unflinching honesty. This podcast is here to empower every survivor to turn their pain into progress. So let's take a journey together as we understand, confront, and finally heal. Welcome to www.traumaisexpensive.com, your platform for change. Now, let's get started.
1: Of Trauma is Expensive. I am your host, Micah Bravery. Um, We weren't going to have an episode today, so unfortunately, I am alone, and that is because I am laid in my bed exhausted. Do you hear me when I tell you I am tired? I am tired. I had a very interesting weekend, it involved a lot of traveling and. Not just flying, a lot of driving as well. But um, there were good moments, there were sad moments, and there were some incredible moments. So um, it was, overall, an interesting weekend. Um, But due to that, I am actively on chemo and taking chemotherapy. So my body was a little messed up this morning when I woke up. So I had to take a sick day. Um, But... You know, it was worth it. So, no, I don't know, whatever the saying is, put in, look, fill in the blank. <laughs> um, the reason I'm recording is because I will never not take a moment, no matter how tired I am, um, not to grow. <clears throat> and I say that to say that, um, you know, I was on the airplane, um I was watching Pose, and I got to the episode where Candy was killed and um at her funeral um and she was singing and I always think about the you know the reason why I started listening to that song again, of course, I heard it when I was younger, but um now I listen to it a lot it was it was because of that performance there. <laughs> Well, um, I recently started following the actress, Angelica Ross, and I even extended the invitation to come and be a guest on these fucking feelings podcasts, Um, and no, she hasn't accepted yet, but trust, this is not a plea, (laughs) and I'm going to explain, so... um, Because I've been following her And I am a fan I actually pay attention to her reels And posts that she makes on Instagram That's the only place I follow her And um, you know You can tell clearly she's an advocate She's very rooted in a belief system That is both intelligent And emotional And it made me realize That I probably couldn't have a conversation with her Because I am so ignorant to a lot of the things that have happened in this world. Um, And if it wasn't taught to me, I don't know. (laughs) So I guess that is the paradox of my life, right? I know a lot of things because I taught myself. But there are a lot of things that I don't know because people didn't teach me. Right. And the injustices of the world, other than the ones that I were going through or I was going through, um, I never really had a feeling about it. I mean, it, it it just wasn't on my list of things to worry about in life. So when I say that, I say that I grew up. And probably my first memory is of being molested, and that happened probably about 12 years of my life. Um, Finally, I made the bold move at uh, (laughs) 17, and I told my parents, like, I want to move to New York City, and I... Did and I got to experience some of the gay culture or LGBTQIA culture, and um, it's it was like such a revelation when I watched Pose to realize the struggles that happened and went on at that place that now I hung out, out hung out at and like had fun. So um, I think when I started going to the piers um there was like two of them left um but we always there was people out there it was music and it was fun and, and you know it's like if you were too young to go to a club <laughs> um but you wanted to meet up with your community you went down to Christopher Street and the piers and When I watch Pose, I'm like, this is, like, the generation right before me. How could I not know that this stuff was happening? So that was one of the reasons why I like it so much is because it taught me a lot just about my culture. And it was, like, things I needed to know. Cool. So I'm willing to learn, right? But I start to think now that, you know, I'm... I'm not ignorant because I chose to be ignorant or I I choose to. Uh, I'm ignorant to a lot of things because that's what trauma allowed me to be. So, you know, I grew up in um, the Bronx and we lived in a five-story building and my mom was a super. And I probably was sexually assaulted by 75% of the men in in that building. People like, oh, he's exaggerating. (laughs) Trust. I do not want those numbers to be higher, okay? It is the truth. Um, (laughs) It was an incredible, horrible experience to go through. Um, But now, as an adult, I do things because of that trauma. Um, There is, I promise you guys, at the end of this rant it should make sense <laughs> okay so this weekend in my travels um i went into a stall to pee and it was funny because i was coming out of the stall the guy was like well you could just pee that urinal i guess he needed to take a number two or whatever and i must be using his stall but it caused me to think about why i use a stall and it, it all goes back to I don't like to be in vulnerable situations when I am dealing with my private area. Um, So I have to know that I'm safe. So I have to be in a stall and the door has to be locked. I also have to know how many people are in the bathroom. Um, Yeah, like, or how many people are in there when I get there and then I count as they come in and go out. It's weird. But I always go into a stall and, and close the store and, and and it has to do the stall, sorry, and it has to do with my safety. And, you know, I, I was assaulted by people who told me that they would kill my mom. You know, like I said, she was the super of the building. So, you know, it was like a weird family environment where people always found opportunity to do bad things to me. And um it's caused me now to have like major issues you know I'm in my 40s or whatever but I still don't like random touches and closeness from men um you know I don't I don't like you to invade my space I don't want to invade your space either <laughs> you leave me alone I leave you alone which is weird right cuz I'm gay but I guess that's why I'm single too but once again I said I'm healing right <laughs> um but you know, I, I lived so long in my life So much of my life Doing What I thought I needed to do To protect my family And a lot of times It was painful And it was hurtful And it was at the expense of my innocence And sometimes my humanity And That was my world That is all I knew That is all I know so there's a lot of things that go on now that I'm not passionate about, or but I'm not unpassionate about it. I, it's just not. It's just that it's not part of my world because I still am in my flight or fight mode because I said I'm healing. I ain't healed yet, you know. And so there's still a level of control that I must have in my life, which is little time to learn about what's going on between Israel and Palestine. I I don't understand it. I don't know it. I haven't looked into it. But I know that it's horrible. I know that people are dying unnecessarily. And I know that it hurts to go through TikTok and see kids dead or just in blood and looking for their parents. And I saw a video of a little girl saying, like, I'm just waiting to die any day now. Like, eh, that's not a world we should be living in. But unfortunately... While I know that's crazy, the only thing that I can control right now is my world and I have to keep it safe. Especially because I have custody of my mother <laughs> and I have to make sure she's safe also. And now I don't I, I don't say that to say that she's been sexually assaulted. That's not my place. Not saying that she has. Don't jump to conclusions. What I'm saying is that she's part of my world So she too must be protected So I am still in that mode Where I haven't Completely learned to trust Men (laughs) Which is hard when you're gay um, And like officially Allergic to pussy So um, sorry Didn't mean to be that vulgar but it's the truth Um, (laughs) Yeah It's not the easiest life but I'm healing, so um, I, I say that to say that uh, you know it's like you 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 don't know the person that you are. I guess it's true. You don't know who you are until you know where you came from, right? So I feel like that applies in trauma. You don't understand who you are today without understanding the trauma you went through yesterday, and. You know, in this whole story and including Angelica Ross, just another shout out. It's just that I watch her videos and I'm like, wow, she's so, you know, she's advocating for voting and making sure that we don't get Donald Trump's ass back in this White House. Right. Um, I don't know why that's a bad thing. Right. Because I don't pay attention. I just know that it's a bad thing. So um, what I'm saying is that I see her and I see her out there really, really fighting and and. Educating people and even educating me, but I'm not there for that yet. Now I do have a podcast, these fucking feelings podcasts. Brand new episodes every Wednesday. We bring on guests who have been through the trenches and are thriving now, you know? So <laughs> um I am doing my part or what I know. I know, and I know healing because I've been doing it for the last several years. And the person I am today is nowhere near the asshole I was yesterday, right? (laughs) So um, the only thing that I really feel like I can do for this world is to be the best version of me that I can be at that time to whoever I am dealing with it. And I strive always to be the best person or or I'm going to say I said that part already, but I strive always to be better than I was yesterday. But I also know that I am still on a healing journey and there are things that are still going to make me uncomfortable. And until I deal with them, I'm just going to be living an uncomfortable life or maybe an untrue life. Because maybe until I get over my issue with men that I won't meet the love of my life, right? So, it was like, duh, that makes sense. But And I say that I have a a barber. For the first time in my life, I have a male barber. And um, it is, for me, the most uncomfortable situation ever. I mean, like, I'm sweating. My stomach hurts. Like, I know he's not done. I just want his ass to be done already. Like, stop freaking touching me. And then it's like it's so awkward because now you're looking at my face, and which means I'm looking at your face and I'm going to close my eyes. But are you going to try to guess why I'm closing my eyes? Is it weird to close your eyes? What do most people do? They just look you in your damn face while you're shaving them? Like, it's a lot of like trauma and anxiety that builds up in me. And it's just because I don't like men I know don't touch me. I mean, I don't even like the men I do know to touch me. I just want to be touched, right? Like, consent. Please get consent. (laughs) Um, But I also know that that is the reason why I've been celibate for five years. And, yes, I do crave intimacy. Yes, I want to be with somebody. Yes, I want to be held. Um, But it's been hard finding the special person to do that because I don't trust men. It's just grimy and fucked up, and I ain't saying all of them, and I'm saying this as a man, but men have did a lot of wrong things to me, and not just one or two, a lot, <laughs> you know, and it was by people of my community, you know? So yeah, I spent a lot of my energy in protecting and trying to make sure that my world was protected, but it took a lot of sacrificing in a sense. Peace, joy, happiness, contentment, self-esteem, self-love. It took all those things away from me. And now that I'm getting it back, people want to say I'm bougie. No, I'm just learning how to love me, okay? And part of that is taking care of myself. So, um, you know, the moral of the story in this is that we don't know the world the person next to you is living in. Even if they are the person that lives next to you, because everybody's world is different, and yeah, 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 living on say world, yada yada yada. Um, it's like you know what I'm saying. Don't be smart. It's not time to be smart. It's time to learn the lesson, right? Because this is the one lesson that I could teach you. Because I'm learning it now. I'm learning that my whole life, maybe we'll just call that my life, is not your life. So. We can both struggle <laughs> and coexist. And maybe I can teach you about my struggle and you can teach me about yours. And we can have more empathy for each other. But don't be mad at me for living my life when all I learned to do was fight, <laughs> you know? So I was always at war in my life and in my world. That it didn't take a lot of time for what's going out there in the world today. And and it's sad. I mean, I don't know who should be president. Um, I kind of really don't care. I'm like, it, it, we don't really get to vote anyways. That stupid-ass electrical, electoral, whatever. You know what I'm talking about? The, the electrical, elect. damn. There you go. That's, now's the time for dyslexia to kick in. <laughs> it's the college, people. You know what I'm talking about. So, I'm just saying... You know, the purpose of this show, I know that this episode is crazy. I think all of our episodes have been crazy. And it's like, maybe I shouldn't start this yet. But I feel like it's such an important message. Trauma is expensive. The things that you have been through, if you haven't properly dealt with them, are costing you something in your life maybe if I didn't spend so much time trying to avoid awkward situations it's like I calculate when people go to the bathroom so that way there's never a time that I'm in the bathroom with someone else because this bathroom is small it's, stall, it's small it's just a stall and a urinal and then the urinal got a big crack the door got a big crack in it and I just don't want to be in there when no one else in there right so <laughs> that is my trauma and I'm dealing with it and um, it's funny until this moment, I thought that I had dealt with it, but I was like, "Dang, it's still affecting me. It's still deeper than I thought." And so I need to dig deeper. And um, you, you should too. I believe, and that is the reason why I am out here talking y'all to death is because I believe that happiness can exist in this lifetime. I feel like you're supposed to be happy in this lifetime. I feel like your creator, whoever you believe that is, wanted you to be happy. In this lifetime. Um, anything other than that. Is cruel. So. Um, I'm not telling no one. How to believe. Or what to believe. Please. I respect all religions. Um, or belief systems. Um, I am still in the middle of my search. But I know that my God. Does not want me to be unhappy. He wants me to have a happy life. And in order to do that. I have to erase all of my pain. Um, and I think that it can be erased. Um, you know, it's like all people say, oh, it leaves a scar. But there's plastic surgery for that. So, you know. <laughs> but if you don't deal with it internally, you're always going to have that external scar. So, we can get the plastic surgery, but after you deal with the problem. So, let's erase our scars. Deal with our trauma. And just be a better person than the person you were yesterday. I am Micah Bravery. Peace, love, and blessings.
0: And that brings us to the end of yet another insightful episode of Trauma is Expensive. I'm signing off on behalf of your host, Micah Bravery, reminding all you brave souls to continue counting the cost and making the change. Don't forget to visit www.traumaisexpensive.com A dynamic space for understanding, healing, and transformation where we fuel the journey to turn pain into progress. Until we meet again, stay resilient, stay empowered, and remember the mantra, count the cost and make the change. Thank you for being part of the conversation. We bid you farewell until next time.